You're listening to episode 260 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow, and this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today we're going to be talking about how to let go. And this is something that has been coming up a lot for a lot of the clients that I have. This is something that I think that a lot of us have been dealing with over the past year as well, letting go of expectations about maybe what we thought should be. (laughs) And instead, the uh, at times harsh reality of what it has been instead. And what a beautiful way to learn this lesson, right? It in some really fucking hard ways, but if if we ever needed to learn to let go, this has provided a really interesting opportunity on how to maybe let go of some some expectations that we may have had. And in terms of how to let go, like this this can apply in so many different facets of life. This can apply to not getting the job you wanted. Uh, you know, the, the trip that you didn't get a chance to take the house, you maybe thought you were going to get that had, you'd already mapped out an entire future in the the way you thought the past year was supposed to look right. But most of all, and this is the one that we tend to struggle with the most, most of all relationships, letting go of relationships. And when a relationship either changes dynamics or it ends, regardless of the reasons why, or, you know, whether you were the initiator or of the ending or whether you were caught off guard by it, whatever it is, it can be deeply, deeply painful, even if you recognize that it was for the best. And the thing is, is that some relationships serve their purpose without needing to last forever. It's kind of the idea about uh, a life story versus a love story. I originally heard that concept from Esther Perel. And it's sort of this idea that just because a relationship or a connection wasn't built to last, it doesn't mean it wasn't meant to be. It, it doesn't take away from the depth or, or the quality of the love either. But some love stories are shorter than others. And maybe they're just a chapter instead of an entire book. But that doesn't make them any less important either. Nor does it make them any less pivotal it, and that, that is up to you because what you choose to do with that relationship and, and what you cho- choose to learn from that relationship, that is entirely on you. You get to make those choices. But sometimes people will maybe come into our lives to be an epic love affair, to crack us open and, and to show us what's possible. And then that can lead into maybe more of, of a life story, but maybe that particular love story was just a chapter instead of the entire novel, right? And when we're learning to let go, we're, we're often opening ourselves up 
to let in new things or new people. It, it's not all about the loss, even though it often feels like that right now. But I think it's really important too to sort of ask yourself why you're still holding on. Like what, what purpose does it serve for you? Is it that it's comfortable and familiar? Like what, what about holding on feels good for you? What about it hurts? How is it serving you? And here's another question is what you're holding on to also holding on to you. And we have to be super fucking honest here <laughs> because don't confuse, you know, big, great love with the love that you're actually seeking. That's a really important distinction. And that ties in with the, the life story story versus the love story. Right. But a lot of times, sometimes we have to put some perspective on things where are you holding on to something that isn't even holding on to you anymore? In which case that perspective shift can be a little bit of an eye opener and be like, wow, I'm hanging on to this person, this relationship, this, this story that I've created in my head, but it's not it or they, or whatever. It's not even holding on to me. So why am I gripping onto this so tightly? And this is something that I, I think is important to address in this whole idea and, and concept of, of letting go as well is addressing the, what if it's meant to be question that often hangs around our heads, right? And it's like those, those little seeds of hope that we don't want to close the door on because we're like, okay, you know, I, 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 I can move on, but like, if I move on, what if it's meant to be? And I have to tell you that if it's meant to be, then it will work itself out. And, and there has to be a degree of trust in that process. And that's so difficult. That is so much easier said than done, but, but you have to trust that process a little bit. You have to, because if you keep those doors open, it's just always going to be that hook. I don't know if you ever saw the show, uh, how I met your mother years ago. <laughs> and there was one episode where all of the, the different characters were talking about how they each had, were kind of keeping, they, they were sort of in these like semi kind of relationships with other people and they were all sort of keeping them on the hook or they were being kept on someone else's hook. And it would sort of be those situations where, um, you know, somebody would end the relationship and be like, it's over because I can't be with you right now. And then the right now, you know, it would be, it's over. I can't be with you. The door would close. And then you add the right now. And it's like the little creaking of the door back open. Right. <laughs> and that's that hook because then we allow that to plant the seed of, oh shit. Like, okay, so I, I can, I can kind of move on, but I'm still going to have one foot in this relationship, even if it's just in our heads, because we're like, what if it's meant to be, what if, what if this is the one, right. And I have a lot to say about the whole concept of the one, <laughs> a lot to say on that, but I'll save that for another episode. But I think that that's really, we can get into these situations where we feel like we're maybe on somebody's hook, or maybe we are keeping someone else on the hook because we don't want to let them go. Even though we maybe don't want to be with them. We also don't really want to let them go either because it's very validating to know that they're on our hook. It's incredibly validating. That's like a little ego boost, right? But it's also cruel. And ultimately even if somebody else is sort of leaving you on the hook, it, it's ultimately still your choice. You get to decide if you are willing to be left on the hook. Are you willing to be somebody's option? 
And when it comes to letting go, letting go is for you and your own sake so that you can move on with your life. Otherwise you, you stay stuck. You know, we stay stagnant. We will probably end up completely miserable and letting go can feel terrifying because it means facing uncertainty and the human tendency is always certainty because it brings comfort and familiarity, which is what we will always actively seek. Like our brains are, are, are trained that way. We will always seek what is familiar and comfortable over what is unfamiliar and uncomfortable. That's just factual. We would actually rather be miserable and certain, or, or at least believe the illusion that we're certain, than uncertain and what? Happy, uncomfortable, terrified, all, all of the above. <laughs> But ask yourself, what is the story you're telling yourself? What is the story you're telling yourself that isn't allowing you to let go? And write yourself a different story or ending. Better yet, acknowledge that this is simply one chapter in a very long, long novel of your life. I've used that for years with myself and, and when others have come to me for advice as well, I'll say to somebody, I'm like, you know, this is just a chapter. This is like chapter 14 of 72. I think I've even mentioned that other podcast episodes before. And then, you know, if let, let's just, let's tie this back in with the, what if it's meant to be okay. When you finish a chapter, you don't, you don't close the book. Like it's not done. Right. So this is where that, that trust has to come in. This sounds like a ridiculous metaphor, but when you finish a chapter and you know you're not done the book yet, you trust that there will be another chapter. You don't know what's in that chapter yet, but you trust that there is another chapter. When you flip the page, there's going to be another chapter there for you to read until you get to the end of the book, which I assure you, you are not at the end of your book, okay? <laughs> so sometimes we really have to trust that process a little bit. But when it comes to sort of, actively figuring out how to let go, the, the very first thing I'm going to say is to grieve. You know, it, we, we have to feel the feels to heal. Did I just rhyme? I did. That was not intentional. <laughs> I am not a poet. Okay. <laughs> but we do, we have to grieve. We really have to grieve. It is an absolutely necessary part of the process. There's no getting around it. I wish that there was because grieving is the hardest shit of all time. It, it, comes up in waves when you least expect it at the most inconvenient moments, you'll think you're over something and then you're not. And it, co it comes in different forms. It's, it sucks. There's no, there's no other way to say it. Grieving sucks, but it is necessary. It is absolutely necessary. You can actually reference episode, uh, I can't remember the exact episode number off the top of my head, but, um, I did an episode all about how grief and love have to coexist. Because even, even if you're in a relationship that is happy and healthy and all those things, there will still be times where you will have your heart broken, even within the context of that relationship. It doesn't mean that it's not a, a beautiful, happy, healthy relationship, but sometimes there will still be moments where you will be grieving or you will grieve the, the loss of, of maybe a family member that you loved. Like there's, there's so many different ways to think about this. So grieving is absolutely necessary to the process of letting go. Number two that I, that I came up with here is to refocus your energy a little bit. This is important and it can sometimes be easier said than done because when you're in the thick of it, 
it, you may not even have energy. It, it may feel like you don't have energy for anything. And it's like, fuck, like, what am I supposed to do with it? <laughs> it just, it doesn't feel good, but this can be something so small, but something to help you sort of find a renewed sense of purpose and, and fulfillment a little bit. But one thing that I, I'm, I'm incredibly fortunate to be able to have a, a job where my, I feel so fulfilled by my job and it gives me such a sense of purpose that I'm able to really maximize that and utilize that to my advantage. I, I can be having a really rough time, but when I'm on, on a client call, I light up, I come alive because that's often where I feel most fulfilled in a lot of ways um, in, in that aspect of my life. And not everybody has that. So there need to be ways that you can come up with that can work for you in this. Something else that I often will refer to is uh, any type of like act of generosity, giving your time, giving a kind word, giving someone a smile that can actually be a refocusing of your energy. And it can pull you out of your, yourself a little bit, because sometimes when we are depressed or lonely or in these states, you know, what, that we can get into when we feel like we can't let go, it's so easy. It's almost innate to go inward and to just focus on ourselves. And if we can try to redirect that outward a little bit, it makes a massive, massive difference. So that's something to think about as well. Moving your body. That's a big one. So number three is to move your body, change your physiological state, especially when you start to feel yourself going down some sort of rabbit hole. If, if you can feel yourself mentally sinking, that's a really good time to e e honestly, even just like get up and do some jumping jacks or walk around the block or, uh, you know, do some squats or something like whatever you need to do, move your body. Because when you move your body, it, it's, it's life-giving and it changes your entire physiological state. I cannot understate this enough. So if you start to feel yourself sinking, move your body even just a little bit. It helps so much more than you think it will. Any type of um, sort of cathartic activity too. So things like crying, you know, I, like we, we, are, we are gifted with the ability to cry as humans for a reason, because it can be incredibly cathartic. I've known people, I'm somebody who, who can cry quite easily. <laughs> And, but I hate crying in, in front of people unless I'm really, really, really comfortable with them. <laughs> so it, I, you know, there aren't that many people that have seen me cry. Uh, but it, it, I have had people say to me before, they're like, I wish that I could cry as easily as you can, because I almost want that release sometimes. And my body just doesn't always want to cooperate when I want it. I, sometimes I think I cry way, way too easily, but <laughs> That's, that's debatable, I suppose. Um, but crying can actually, crying is, is often a really significant part of the grieving process anyway, but um, it is something that can actually maybe help more than you think. Uh, maybe it doesn't always feel like that in the moment, but it is cathartic. It is a, a release that can actually be incredibly helpful. And writing it out too, that's something that I really go back to a lot. And sometimes, you know, people deal with pain differently. Um, but I, I tend to think that writing it out, getting it out of your system can again, be incredibly cathartic. Now, if you, if you maybe start to feel like, um, you're using writing about your experience to just ruminate all the time, then maybe that isn't as helpful, but it is something that can be incredibly helpful to give you perspective 
later on too. So as you're writing all of this out, you can go back later and go like, holy shit, look how far I've come. And that can be a really validating moment for yourself too. So I definitely recommend uh, writing it out too. And to, this is kind of part of, of writing it out. This is actually an exercise um, that I, I give to clients sometimes it, to journal about your life as the future version of yourself, looking back on how far you've come. There have been times where I've been in the darkest moments of my life where nobody taught me that. I just, I don't know what it was. I just sort of wanted to try it. I, I, I was imagining in my head what life would be like on the other side of this. And I was trying to think of the really positive things, not, not the negative things. And so I started to write it out and it was really fascinating because it gave me something to hold on to. It, it gave me almost like my own, I, I was creating my own light at the end of the tunnel where it was like, okay, this, sh th this shit sucks right now, but you have this to look forward to. Like the things that I was writing about the life that I was going to create on the other side of it. And I made most of it come true. Um, and, and I don't mean that from like, like a manifestation standpoint. I mean that from a standpoint of, I got really clear on what it was that I wanted. And then I actively started taking steps towards that, no matter how small. And eventually those small steps turned into bigger steps. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm in the future version that I wrote about, you know, months or, or whatever years ago. So that can be something that's really helpful too. Um, when it comes to letting go, I, I think I would, it, it would be doing a disservice if I didn't also mention forgiveness. And I believe it's episode 126, all about forgiveness. I really, really recommend checking that one out. Again, all of these will be listed in the show notes. Um, but I, I want you to go listen to that episode about forgiveness. Because when it comes to letting go, this is a really important part of the process. And forgiveness isn't always just about the other person. If forgiveness is first and foremost for yourself, like not only for yourself, but a lot of times we need to forgive ourselves. Maybe we ended up in a situation that, you know, we did get really hurt. Maybe we made some mistakes or whatever. You always have to take your response, take responsibility for yourself and for your own actions in any relationship, regardless. And sometimes we can go, uh, you know, like, well, why did I, I stay in a relationship that maybe wasn't serving me for as long as I did? And I feel like it was a waste of time or um, this person, I don't know, pulled the wool over my eyes, like whatever your situation is. A lot of times it has to involve forgiveness for you as much as for the other person. And ultimately it is for you. So that's something that's really important to remember too. And then there's kind of this whole idea of closure. I mean, I, again, I, I would be amiss to mention letting go without talking about closure. Closure has to come from within. And a lot of times we will be looking to the other person to grant us closure. And we have to ask ourselves why, like, are, are you looking for a different outcome by looking to that other person? Are you hanging on to the hope that they feel the same way? Are you hoping that they're hurting as much as you are? And those are all valid questions, but it's something that we really have to consider. I, I really strongly recommend going to check out episode 145, all about closure um, and how closure is, is an inside job. It comes from the inside out. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of comments about that one with, with people reaching out about that one. And I think it's, it's really important to listen to that because we will so often go seeking closure outside of ourselves. 
just like forgiveness sometimes too, right? Like all of, all of these, these really big things, some of the biggest lessons that I think can be learned in life are that everything we need, including happiness, like all of these things, they're actually in us. They're already in us. They come from within. And yet we so often look outside of ourselves to other things, people, money, jobs, like all of these different things to grant us what we're, what we're seeking. But ultimately what we're seeking is inside of us. And closure is no exception. And closure and letting go go very hand in hand. That's really, really important. If, if you can start to grant yourself closure, letting go becomes much easier. I also wanted to mention social media here too, because we live in a weird world. <laughs> and, you know, there, there's never been another time in history where we've had this social media thing that can make it a lot harder to let go because it gives us this, these, these tools at our fingertips where we can like stalk people and follow them and, um, you know, check out what they're doing and make assumptions about people based off of this tiny little sliver of, of a window that we're being given into their lives. And with that, I want to mention to not, don't assume that you know how people feel or what they're up to based off of social media. I cannot stress that enough. I have, I, I, I'm just going to use myself as an example here. I have like traveled to different countries and stayed there for extended periods of time where I, I, I made sure that no one on social media could even necessarily tell that I was in another country. And, and so it, that, that's just one example. And it's not because I was like hiding from anybody exactly. It was just, I just didn't feel the need to share. And that's why some of my friends... <laughs> Some of my friends will joke that I should start some sort of game show called where in the world is Emily Goff? Because half the time when they call me and they meet me on a zoom call, they're like, so where are you now? <laughs> but that's just one example where we, we have no idea what's going on in people's lives based off of social media, because social media as, as you know, open and honest and, and genuine as people can show up on social media. And I do show up in a very open, honest, genuine way, but that doesn't need to be dependent on my geographical location, right? So you will always get the real me like on, on social media or, or in real life or anything else, but that doesn't have to mean that uh, the entire world needs to know my pinpointed location at any given time. So we often will make these assumptions that we, we think that we know how people are feeling or what they're getting up to based off of social media. It's just not true. It just isn't true. And if you're having to prevent yourself from texting them or, or DMing them or whatever, I also want you to think about the questions like, are you looking for an excuse to talk to them? Again, I, I, that, that's not a judgment. I, that is, there's, that's a very neutral question. It sound, it might sound judgy. It's not it. I just want you to ask yourself this. Like if you're looking to reach out to them for some reason, ask yourself, are you just looking for an excuse to talk to them? And it's okay. If you are just be honest with yourself about that. Ask yourself too, like, were they helping you grow? Like what was that relationship helping you grow or was it keeping you the same and stuck? Or was it causing you to shrink too? What parts of yourself are you hanging on to? 
by not letting go of this relationship. And I'm tying this in with social media because again, when we're looking at like somebody's life, so-called on social media, this can bring up all kinds of feelings. So I want you to think about these things. What parts of yourself are you hanging on to by not letting go of something or someone else? These are important things to consider. And, you know, to, for, for all involved parties, when it comes to social media, it's generally best if you stop stalking them on social media, seriously. And again, I'm not judging. We've all done this. <laughs> we have all done this. Anyone who has access to social media cannot legitimately say that they have never stalked anyone on social media. <laughs> okay, we've all done it. <laughs> but maybe you need to block them if you have to. Um, you know, if you feel like, like you, you're having difficulty having, finding the willpower to not actively seek them out on social media, maybe you need to block them. And if you have a decent relationship with them, you know, even though you've maybe parted ways, you can even tell them why you're blocking them if you really want to. But ultimately it's your choice and it's on you. Like you get to decide. Finding the gratitude. This is important as well. You know, hear me out on this because I want to be clear. There are coaches. I'm seeing this a lot in the coaching industry right now. Listen, I'm going to be straight up with you. There's a lot of shitty coaches. Um, there are a lot of really fantastic coaches too, like just incredible, incredible humans where I'm like, I am so glad that the coaching industry exists because otherwise I would never have come across you. There are just some absolutely top-notch coaches out there, but a shift that I'm seeing in, or, or maybe not a shift, but something that's just coming up more and more often in the coaching industry is this whole idea of, I'm seeing some coaches who will take something like find the gratitude you know, and, and, uh, something really like traumatic or stressful or, or a breakup or whatever happens in somebody's life. And these coaches are like, you know, find the lesson and move on. Like, you know, that, that's all you have to do. Like just find a lesson, uh, pull what you need out of it and on to the next. And that's not how it works. Like we have to be accepting and understanding of the fact that this process takes time, which is my next point. I'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> Um, but yes, you can absolutely find ways to be grateful for lessons and, and, you know, certain, uh, maybe perspective shifts or, or anything like that, that comes out of a particular situation or a relationship, uh, that excludes abuse, by the way, as always, uh, anytime I'm, I'm talking about something in this area that, that excludes abuse. I'm not telling anyone who's abused to like find the gratitude. Okay. That is not that is, that is not okay. That is not part of this conversation at all. Um, but for, for anybody else who is in a healthier relationship, um, yeah, every relationship is going to teach us something, even if it's uncomfortable to acknowledge and you, but you always have to, to learn to take responsibility for yourself and your own actions. That's a big part of letting go and moving on as well is, is learning to take responsibility for you and your own actions within that relationship. Even if you feel like you were the one who showed up in a, in a better way or uh, a more honest way or, or whatever the situation is, you still have to take responsibility for you, but you can end up finding some really valuable lessons from that and to be grateful for those lessons. But it, it has to come with, with time. If you try to rush this process, you're skipping 
over really significant um, things that, that will end up coming back to bite you if you don't allow yourself to feel them, which comes to sort of the last point is, which is to give yourself time. And I know how frustrating that is. That just feels so, it just feels patronizing. It's like, really give yourself time. Okay. <laughs> I get it. I wish I had the magic pill to skip over this part <laughs> and it fucking sucks being in it, but it is necessary. It's necessary. If you try to skip this part, if you try to shame yourself into, into a different state, like, why am I feeling this way? I'm just going to uh, pretend to be happy or whatever. Those uncomfortable emotions will only come back harder later. And sort of like grief, often at very inconvenient times, and they will really prevent you and, and get in the way of you moving forward and you being able to let go. And I don't want that for you. So the only way to make this process shorter, ironically, is to give yourself the time to feel it. There's no, there's no quick fix here, unfortunately, but it's a really human and necessary part of the process. So let me know what you think. I know that letting go is tough. It's hard. Um, it's not a good time <laughs> at all. It's not a good time. But if you can find ways to move through this letting go process actively, I think you're going to feel so much better on the other side of it. Because once you learn to let go, that's when you can actually be able to move on, to open yourself up to incredible possibilities that can come from the experience of releasing some things that you're maybe holding on to really, really tightly right now. Okay. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, please tag me over at Emily Goff Coach. It's a screenshot this episode. Share it. Tag me over at Emily Goff Coach. I would love to thank you for listening. And don't ever hesitate to reach out. It still makes me laugh that people are like surprised sometimes when they reach out to me and I get back to them. And I don't know if, if you know, there are people out there who maybe just think that there's a robot on the other end of my Instagram account, but real human guys, I do respond. <laughs> so I would love to chat. Just to say hi, even, I would love to, uh, to get a chance to talk to you. So please reach out over at Emily Goff Coach. Um, drop me a line and all of the information for the references that I made to other episodes and stuff, they're all in the show notes or available at Emily Goff. Or, no, what well, is it? Emily Goff Coaching. But they're, <laughs> they're at roomtogrowpodcast.com. That's a much easier uh, URL to remember. <laughs> so roomtogrowpodcast.com or all over in the show notes. <laughs>